It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. After waking up to temperatures in the 40s this Thursday morning, we'll see highs seasonable into the upper 60s and low 70s this afternoon with a good deal of sunshine as we head into tonight. Temperatures a little bit cooler into the upper 30s and low to mid 40s, generally under a mostly clear sky. And we'll see a mix of sun and clouds as we head toward Friday with highs generally in the 50s and low 60s. Well, we've got clear skies throughout the listening areas, 46 degrees in Lynchburg. We have 50 in Roanoke and Salem, 48 in Danville, 48 in Bedford, and 45 in Appomattox. Back to the phones we go. Got Kevin on the line. Yes. Uh, sorry about my radio there. But anyways, no problem. about this Patrick Earl Gray, uh, when he's talking about uh, white privilege, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't understand where people love to use this terminology and create something out of nothing uh, because my whole life I've done nothing but work and I know a lot of other people regardless of their skin color they work and they work hard and they're not out here trying to worry about you know the, you know uh, white privilege critical race theory uh, what they need to do is just get off the rear ends and go to work yes. and become productive yep. uh, that's and, right and, uh, you know, one thing I was thinking about, here here we are spending, was it, $35, $40 million on electrical buses. Uh, we, we need to start not throwing money at everything, but like in our school systems, uh, we, we do need to teach them how to, how to read, how to write, how to do uh, a math. But at the same time, maybe what we should do is implement a program, and we call it the work ethic. Well, well, well what's that going to look at? Well... Maybe we'll teach them how to start working, how to sweep the floor, how to uh, how to clean bathrooms and clean sinks. Maybe on Thursday we should have wash your teacher's car for them. Just you know, find become creative, find ways to work. That's right. And find ways find find ways for young people to understand what work is all about. Um, you know, and, and go over and work uh, at, at a at a senior living home. Break leaves, make make them work, uh, and that's why right now, you know, I'm I'm out every single day. I'm out I'm out in real life. I think this Patrick guy, he doesn't exist, and he doesn't he doesn't understand what real life is. Come out from behind the glass and see what it's like out in the real world. Uh, I got a chicken plant. I got to call on later on today. Now that's work right there, and it stinks too. But you know what? People like people like to eat chicken. Yeah, so, and you know what uh, it smells like to that farmer? Smells like money. So, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's hard right. work. Hard work. That's got, exactly right. You're right. We've got to teach these kids hard work. That they've they've got to. Uh, you got to get out and 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 it's okay to be a welder. It's okay to be in construction. It's okay to be an it's electrician. Not, it's not just okay. <laughs> it, it can give you a great life. That's right. With a lot of satisfaction. That's right. You go work for somebody for a few years. Next thing you know, you've started your own business. Yeah. Now you're a Could business be. owner. Yeah. Kevin, thanks for calling that's in this right. morning. Thanks so much. Okay, can I have can I have one more comment? Absolutely, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad I'm so glad you said that, Marco. Here's an idea that the educators don't seem to think about, but go out and find yourself a retired plumber. Find yourself exactly. a retired electrician. Exactly. Uh, find somebody who's a uh, retired diesel tech, and and bring those people in to work with young people. And, and to begin, you know, they may not be teaching them uh, uh, a diesel mechanic or being an electrician, but they're going to teach them how to work, you know, and, and uh, they're not going to be looking to probably get paid, but, but if, they can, if they can teach these people something, 
this this is this is a great start. Uh, and and anything and everything else, uh, teach them to have a, a cafeteria duty. You know, you know, each each class, everybody's going to be assigned. You know, push a broom, clean the tables, clean off dishes. Take out the garbage. You're teaching them uh, responsibility and that you have to work and you have to pull your weight in this country. Uh, unfortunately, though, there's a certain element in this country that doesn't want us to do that because they want us to depend on the government. That's communism. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So they're not exactly. going to push that. Well, your, your ideas are good, but I, I can't imagine how much pushback that they would get on, on what you're suggesting. And I'm, I'm 100% with you. There you go. Well, anyways, one time we were on a vacation one time. And there were six kids. I stood up and I started handing out orders to all, 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 all the kids that were there. And then I heard 15 years later that one of my one of my nieces she got her she got her lip all out of joint because Uncle Kevin made her work. But then 15 <laughs> years wow. after that, she came back and, and you know now she has four kids of her own. And you know what she's doing? She's marching out orders and she says, you know. Uncle Kevin, boy, I was really mad at him, you know, 15 years ago. But now that I got four kids of my own, right. I'm doing the same thing That's that he's right. doing. So That's right. There you go. They'll appreciate it later, but they ain't gonna like it now. Well, that's yeah, but if you're tough. if Get you're lucky, it. if you're lucky, they'll respect you. They may not like it, but they'll at least respect you yeah, in the end. Right. That right. is right. That is right. Okay, Thanks. y'all have a great day. Talk to you soon. Thanks Bye. for calling. Thanks, Kevin. So back to what he was saying, as far as teaching kids how to work, I will say when I was when my kids were in school, I would say right now, school is your work. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if they don't if they don't do well at keeping up their studies, right, uh, turning in their papers, doing things like that, they are learning life skills even with that. That's right. And and they are learning work ethic with that. So that needs to be their number one job. Mm-hmm. But I will say this. We were talking earlier in the show about how the most successful people in America, the most successful segment of America as far as culture and color Mm -hmm. are the Asian Americans. It is. That's the families are the strongest. Yeah. They do better on on testing. Uh, They make more money. And in interesting enough, in many schools in places like Japan, China, that type thing, one of the things that is a part of their curriculum is they not only have to take turns fixing the food, uh, but they grow the food mm-hmm. there in the schools. Mm-hmm. They work in the kitchens to learn how to prepare the food. They work to clean up the the um, the classrooms, yeah. and they learn to take care of themselves. All those are life skills that these kids are learning. And that's why they're successful. I have a friend that teaches uh, English in China. I always mm-hmm. like to say China. I hold China. my hands in because it comes from China. Right, exactly. But, uh, he teaches language or English in China, and he said that they're very competitive from an early age Mm -hmm. in first grade you don't advance to second grade unless you're in the top portion of your class right but they teach them to be competitive and so as adults without apology that's right that's right. right so so when i get to be an adult my business is better than yours where I'm working hard because I'm competitive. Mm-hmm. And that that competitive is working hard. And you spur each other to both be better. That's right. That's how that works. That's right. And there, look, there are a lot of ways that, that uh, a, a lot of cues that we can take from other countries that mm-hmm. do things well. One of my favorite models is uh, in some countries they'll have college kids who will earn rent by living on a retirement <clears throat> complex right. and they interact with the the older folks they'll take them on 
you know, like uh, rickshaw rides or right. like the bikes that yeah. have the, and so that the they get out, they get air, and and they're able to feel the wind in their face again yeah. and things like that. It makes um, you feel good. You're doing something for somebody. You're doing something, and you're earning your keep, and you're connecting generations. There's so many things that, right. that we could can do better. Uh, no doubt about that. So we have Michael J. Fox back in the news today. Uh, He's calling it his hardest year ever. You know, I I grew up watching Michael J. Fox. Of course, this song is from Back to the Future. Uh, He did make an appearance not that long ago by uh, being at uh, Comic-Con with uh, the guy who played the professor, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. And it was so sad because Christopher Lloyd looked better than oh. Michael J. Fox. Do you know he's been battling Parkinson's for 30 years now? That's amazing. We're, I wish they'd still put him in movies if he's if he wants to well, do that. He was such a good actor. Here is uh, here's kind of an update uh, on that. He has had a really rough year this year. Uh, previously, he had called... Um, 2018 his hardest year Mm -hmm. and now he says this past year has been his hardest year apparently he's falling a lot yeah um so he's had to have a shoulder replaced and um he's he's opening up about his past year's struggle he's 61 years old now that's a long time from family ties yeah where he started and yeah he was just i mean he he left canada uh and and was you know, independent at right. the age of 18 right. and came to America to work. Yeah. Uh, so he was kind of separated from his, his parents, very independent at a very early age. Uh, he said he underwent some spinal surgery in 2018, which he had previously described as his worst year ever. Uh, he broke his cheek. He broke his hand. He broke his shoulder, uh, replacement shoulder put in, broke his arm, broke his elbow, um, and he says that the hard thing is he's becoming a cranky guy. Oh, I bet. Now. I bet he is. I would be, too. Yeah. yeah. He says, I get very cranky and short with people. I try to nip it. I always think uh, of these aides who work with me. And I'll say, whatever I say, just imagine I said, please, at the beginning and thank you. And take a second to absorb that if I were more myself, I, you know, yeah. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be so cranky. Um, he says he's coming you know a long way he has been able to walk some unassisted and he uh said in an interview my whole mission in life is don't fall down yeah so whatever works not to fall down whether that's a walker or a wheelchair or a cane or a guy with a belt around my waist i use all those tools he was able to walk on his own uh during this comic-con appearance he had his had his jeans on had his little nikes with the the blue swoop on it like we all used to wear back in the day and uh and so he he says he's very thankful uh to his wife who they've been together since family time she has stood with him through all this Mm -hmm. and that's amazing kudos to her yeah they've been married since 1988 because that's not hard not only are you dealing with his medical issues but you're also probably dealing with his bad moods and bad temper because he doesn't feel good right and that's tough it is hard and, and she's real she's probably realized it's not me it's but, yeah it's not personal but it's still hard it's very hard yeah yeah i've uh, been married since 88 they have uh, a son sam who's 33 twin daughters 27 and a daughter who is 21 so he said it took me a while to understand it wasn't just about me 
if I break my arm, I'm dealing with a broken arm. But if you're the person who lives with and loves and supports the person with a broken arm, you have to do everything. And uh, he says, despite the difficulty in the past year, he remains optimistic about the future. It's been a struggle, but I'm happy. I say Mm. that because I hope on some level people can find happiness in spite of what they're going through. Good. And if uh, Michael Fox can do that, we certainly Good attitude to have. I know. I love it. Uh, Coming up, we're going to return. We're going to be talking climate change. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It's, It's so bad. It's like worse than I thought. Just blame everything on climate change. Everything. We'll be back. Thanks for listening to the Morning Jam on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. (laughs) Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the Morning Jam. Hungry for some truth with a side of common sense? You want answers? Then you found the right choice. We are the Morning Jam. Good morning, guys. Thanks so much for your calls. We appreciate them. 866-916-3776 is the number. I'm Janet Rose. Marco Galber sitting in today. And uh, it looks like climate change is getting blamed for absolutely everything. Of course, uh, Washington Post, you may have seen this. They blame uh, climate change for hate speech Mm. in a recent piece. Unbelievable. (laughs) Wow. Of course... Go ahead. Yeah, and there were some climate change activists vandalizing a painting to bring mm-hmm. awareness to climate change. Sure. These people kill me because, you know, they're safe when they do this. They pour the milk out at the grocery store. They right. vandalize somebody's painting that's worth millions of dollars by mm-hmm. throwing paint on it. And they're safe as long as that video camera's rolling. But this is right. going to sound a little extreme. They're not always going to be under the protection of a camera. Right. They have to go home. They have to separate from their group sometime. And maybe sometimes they need a teachable moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. And the, it, it, there's just no respect. It just, you know, somebody, uh, somebody worked on this painting for no telling how long they're proud of it. It's on display and you're going to come throw paint on it to bring attention to climate change. Well, it makes you wonder, you know, who's going to pay to have that, that fix. Yeah. Is it going to be man bun there or right. is it yeah, going to yeah, be somebody yeah. else having right. to pay for that? Right. I don't know. Uh, the New York times released a opinion piece last week that claimed babies in the womb can be negatively impacted by climate change, mm. citing a study published in the Journal of Child Psychology and Psychiatry. The study compared babies in utero during a storm versus kids who were born or conceived after the storm. According to the Times opinion writer Jessica Gross, the study found higher rates of psychological issues among kids who lived through Hurricane Sandy while still inside the womb. The study's author found that boys who were exposed to Sandy had elevated risk for ADD, while girls had elevated risk of anxiety and depressive disorders, which is really fascinating to me because these are the very same people that says, you know, babies don't feel anything. Right. And they're that's not right. really babies. That's right. And Good so point. you can get rid of them. Yeah. So I think that's fascinating. So all pregnant women, I guess, should start driving electric cars. Maybe. So the babies will be happier. They'll be happier. Yeah. And uh, and because, you know, you don't want to go through any storms. Yeah. So there you go. There's also a link between climate change and hate speech. Yes, according to the Washington Post. Yeah, yeah. The uh, 
in October 13th. Hotter days bring out hotter tempers, mm. research finds. Uh, it, we, I, I will Which say is that, true. You're, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're an ex-police officer. Yeah. You know, summertime. We, we had more domestics in the summer in Florida. Yep. It's hot. But this was in 1985 when I started. It's, right. it's always like that. Right. And, and uh, yeah, they're, they're saying the... Um, uh, an increase in workplace harassment and discrimination at the U.S. Postal Service when the temperature uh, reached 90 degrees. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and there's no doubt that, that heat certainly can impact that. Um, yeah, if they, you're hot, you're frustrated. Right. So they say climate research is responsible for an increase of hate speech up to 22% more on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> You're you're tweeting more from that air conditioned living room. I mean, it may be 107 outside. I'm pretty sure when you're sitting in your mom's basement, right. Tweeting, yeah, it's not going to be that warm With in Cheetos there. Cheetos and right. you who's yeah. Oh, There's uh, here's a good one. Climate change to blame for rising childhood obesity. Okay, please explain that one right. to me. It's it's not the parents, you know. Um, Co-host our August CBS published a study blaming climate change for rising childhood obesity rates. Um, co-host Nate Burleson introduced the study published in the journal Temperature that argued climate change, specifically warmer temperatures, mm-hmm. is making our children more inactive and more obese. Yes, it's not the fact that you let them play That's at, right. on those video games That's all right. day. It, it's the fact that it's too hot outside. Uh, in Florida, growing up as a kid, it was H-O-T, and my parents said, get outside and play. Well, I will I will tell you, uh, there were, with my boys anyway, mm-hmm. many times I would have to, to make them come in yeah, yeah. and go, all right, look, you got a drink. Yeah. <laughs> because they would, I mean, they would just be soaked all from day. playing outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'd, we'd stay outside until the streetlights come on. Uh, children who were 30% less aerobically fit than their parents and they said uh, hotter temperatures were preventing the children from uh, getting their exercise outside mm. i'm pretty sure that's not what it is yeah. it has nothing to do with diet and exercise right it's it's the heat it's the heat and then climate change uh they say is helping to strengthen isis the taliban and more <laughs> what um mm. CBS News climate and energy reporter Kara Court highlighted that rural Afghanistan has been rocked by climate change and that the Taliban has taken advantage of those who have suffered from floods and drought that have destroyed their crops and left them hungry. Okay. I bet the Red Sea was parted because of climate change. Probably. Yeah, I bet that's what's my guess. Yeah. And look, we're not making fun of the fact that these people are going through this, but my goodness, is there anything... <laughs> Johnny said, "Does sweating release more CO two? Maybe." <laughs> but that's what we were talking about earlier with our guest: is let's address the real problem. But instead, we we the media will mask it, and these right. these so called ex- experts will mask it and blame it on something else. No, let's look at what the real problem for childhood obesity is, and let's address that problem. I mean, it's just amazing to me how uh, how they try to lay everything 
and they're just trying to make it more relevant so they can pass more of these ridiculous bills that they do and spend more money on things that aren't going to make a a bit of difference no that's right well hey let's talk a little bit about some of the things that are coming up this weekend now you have an event coming Mm -hmm. up on saturday i do saturday at t4 tactics on timberlake we're kind of across from coffee cup when i say that people know where we're at Mm -hmm. uh from 10 until 2 it's a safety expo day so we're going to have all kinds of safety equipment ladies concealed carry holsters purses There'll be some police and fire departments out there, some SWAT vehicles. Uh-huh. Uh, we've got a food truck. But the the really cool thing we're going to do is um, have a uh, uh, Bedford Martial Arts Club in, in Bedford is going to bring out a shoot, don't shoot simulator. Oh, fun. So that's really cool because you can stand in front of it and it's interactive. It throws you videos. If you do the right thing, it rewards you. If not, then it, you're going to, it's oh, going to nice. go bad. But that's a good thing for people that carry concealed uh, or, or even that don't, but it's going to put you in front of this big screen and you're going to either make a horrible legal mistake or you're going to neutralize the bad Do the guy. right thing. That's right. Yeah. And a lot of people have no clue that just because this guy is holding a stick in front of you 30 feet away, you can shoot him. No, no not necessarily yeah. true. Um, I bought pepper ball guns to to sell now oh i know i'm excited about those. those are kind of cool it's really cool it's it's, you can it's a non-lethal way to stop somebody from 70 feet with an accurate shot right up to 150 feet but it you hit them with a pepper ball it's just like a little paintball but it explodes and it's uh it it, it's a way to keep somebody back Mm -hmm. and and some people were saying on on my social media i'll just stick to my gun yeah well well, you you obviously don't know the law uh, the gun isn't an answer to every question and and the last thing we want to do is shoot somebody if we can use non-lethal then that's what we want to do so i want them to come by my place 10 to 2 but you've got an event at noon so they can come find my place 10 to noon then come see you yes the stand for life rally is going to be taking place in bedford and that's going to start at noon uh, at Calvary Baptist Church. And I'll be speaking at that event. Cool. So, all that coming up. So uh, there's going to be Congressman Bob Good there, Senator Amanda Chase, Melvin Adams, uh, Danita Lewis, Summer Mays. Uh, I'll be there as well. Uh, it's all about being a voice for the voiceless. And they're going to be raising money and support for the Bedford Pregnancy Center. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, going to be a good thing. And it's time for us to to stop being silent yes uh, about this and if you heard us interview uh jane doe number 15 uh, in the silent no more that's powerful uh sarah mays she is co-hosting this event with pastor john hester at uh, calvary baptist church so i'm excited about being a part of that it is time for us to stand up and be a voice for the voiceless and that's going to be on saturday starting at noon yep We've got WDBJ7 on the way. We'll check that out along with your forecast on this Virginia Talk Radio Network station. It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. After waking up to temperatures in the 40s this Thursday morning, we'll see highs seasonable into the upper 60s and low 70s this afternoon with a good deal of sunshine as we head into tonight. Temperatures a little bit cooler into the upper 30s and low to mid 40s, generally under a mostly clear sky. We'll see a mix of sun and clouds as we head toward Friday with highs generally in the 50s and low 60s. Currently 47 degrees in Appomattox. We have 49 in Roanoke and Salem, 48 in Danville, 50 in Bedford, and 48 in Lynchburg. Well, a feel-good story out of Roanoke. 
What started as a simple food drive by a Roanoke County school teacher turned into mac and cheese mania. Chip Donahue, a second grader at Glen Cove Elementary School, and his students have collected more than 1,400 boxes of mac and cheese to donate next month to Feeding Southwest Virginia. Donahue started with a goal of 200 boxes, but that's more than been exceeded. They now have so many boxes, students are using them as building blocks to understand how buildings are constructed. They'll continue to collect boxes through the end of the month. Hmm. Love it. I just saw where uh, an article where Sigourney Weaver, who's 73, yeah. trained for a year with Navy SEALs to hold her breath underwater for six and a half minutes for, for a new film. Wow. You would think that they would just use cuts and edits, you know, to make it look like she's underwater that long. But six and a half minutes is a long time, especially at 73. I think it that's a long time for anybody. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, I think for a lot of actors, though, they really want to, they have, do it. They have that experience. Yeah. They feel like it adds to the, uh, like Alec to the performance. Alec Baldwin wanted to really have an experience. And he did. <laughs> he wanted to really have it. Yeah. You're being very bad today. I know. It's... Uh, yeah. Cost of rent is showing signs of slowing down, but prices remain elevated after uh, prices shot to record highs as the country reemerged from the pandemic. More people have been forced to rent after low mortgage rates created an explosion and a housing boom throughout the pandemic. Interest rates for a 30-year mortgage now have spiked toward 7% on a 30-year loan in recent months as the Federal Reserve has raised interest rates in its quest to tame inflation. Uh, the rate at which rent has increased has slowed in re- recent months along with a slowdown in prices and sales in the housing market. And uh, that is no exception in this area as well. Uh, hopefully we're going to start seeing some declines and leveling off because rents just were out of control. Yeah, I spoke to a friend yesterday who is a, a realtor and uh, she was saying at, at this point it's it's just finding inventory. It's hard to find inventory for people. And when you start paying so much rent, now you're looking at, well, maybe I'm better off just owning and paying mm-hmm. that in a mortgage. Yeah, if you can find something to buy. Yeah, but it's the housing is, is expensive as well. Right. Yeah, it really is. So uh, a teen has been charged with, uh, with trafficking fentanyl and gun crimes. This is in Asheville. Uh, The juvenile was arrested earlier this week. Police say the accused in the case will not be named because they're so young. Oh, that's bad. How sad is that? That's bad. They say they seized a Springfield XD pistol, 313 grams of fentanyl. Wow. And nearly six grand in cash. I'd love love to know the age. And this is a, well, I mean, if they're not releasing it, they've got to be, what, under 17? I would think so. Yeah. Uh, They say detectives are continuing to work with the uh, Department of Juvenile Justice in the case. So maybe even younger than that. Yeah. Because many times they won't put them in juvenile uh, detention. Right. But this person is. I'd like to know if they learned that from parents or if they learned it from the streets. Yeah. I did Uh, a search warrant once where a kid was a uh, eight year old was selling pot at his elementary school and when we got to the school of course it was, well my dad's selling it out of the house so i thought i'd do it here wow eight years old and that's how he learned it mm-hmm. oh my goodness learned to trade from his dad wow not and, the right kind and, of trade and unfortunately he died of a, of a drug overdose at 17 
very sad. The, the child, the child did, did yeah. because he was taught that in the home drugs. I mean, he's he's seventeen years old. Uh, we've got Dale on the line now. Good morning, Dale. Good morning. Let's touch on the subject you had last half hour about the failing school grades and yep. teaching kids in school. Okay. Uh, well, I was a shop teacher back in the day, and they've taken shop classes out of most of the schools, and that was a good avenue to give other kids who maybe weren't geniuses at science, physics, geometry to have learned something that could be a trade and a Or maybe they were life. just interested in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or they can make their but own repairs because they learned in school. Right. Right. Well, everybody, when I was, when I went to school, you, everybody took, every boy took shot class. Yeah. Yeah, and but Dale, you know what happened? Push- you know what happened, though? When, when, by the time my boys were in school, which, I mean, Bryce just graduated out of, out of high school, um, you, there's such a waiting list to get in those classes Mm -hmm. you couldn't even get in there that both of my boys tried all through high school to get into the welding classes the early machining couldn't even get in them wow there that was was that school taught at a volt tech school separate or the actual it was the actual high school okay that's that's good i guess unless they're not offering enough classes but we had you know several shop teachers had metal shop wood shop drafting mechanical drawing oh and i think a big thing that also leads to these kids not caring really about the grades is let's go back to the every child that participates in the sport gets a trophy, whether they win or not. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I've taught what I, I coached my kids when they were little basketball through rec league and a little bit of softball. And, oh, when it came time at the end of the year, do that. I said, nope, you did not win the championship. You do not get a trophy. That's, mm-hmm. that's life. Life is not fair. You can get a certificate right, tr- that yeah. says you, you play. Right. Yeah. Thank you for playing. Yeah, I made with... him a little plaque. I yeah. made him a little yeah. participation plaque. Since being a woodworker and a shop teacher, I made him a little sure. participation plaque, a little basketball ring on it, and a little net, and a little basketball, and a whole deal. Yeah. That's a participation plaque. Right. You get the trophy if you win. That's right. And that gives, that gives kids a purpose an incentive to work harder and try harder i didn't win this year but next year we're gonna win that's right right we don't do we, right we don't do that anymore you're all winners no you're not all winners no. the one that wins wins that's and, it and then when those kids grow up and they're they find out in the workplace or or in college that they're not winners and not everything is handed to them and they're not thanked for everything they can't handle it then you're a victim that's right now you're a victim and you turn violent well and Sometimes. that's why we have yep. what we have especially in colleges you know no, somebody come and disagree with me. I can't think critically. That's right. What I was taught and raised, and so uh, leave me alone. I participated. I'm a winner. Yay! Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, we've got a lot of uh, participation diplomas out there right, right. now. There's yeah, no doubt do. about that. We do. And and yes, you get I to think, pay for them. That's the good news. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think college is just the new high school because I right. I saw what my what my kids had in school and and Liberty was a good college, but. They were learning stuff that I learned in ninth and tenth grade in high school. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we, I had so that conversation not that school. long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. there's some college truth to that. New high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks for calling this morning. We always right. appreciate it. Oh my goodness! I, I just had that conversation with a friend the other day. Yeah. It, depending on when you graduated from high school, that literally is the equivalent of of a college education. Mm-hmm. Because they were hard on us yes. in high school. Yeah. 
I mean, good heavens. I think everybody wants to get a job where they can sit behind a desk and be on the computer all day. And, and uh, I, I've been busy lately. For some reason, Lynchburg is kicking up now with active shooter training. So I've been going to a lot of man, manufacturing businesses in okay. this town. Smart. Let me tell you, there is some talent mm -hmm. in, in our area that we take for granted. Things that are being, these massive pieces of equipment and machinery that are being shipped overseas. I just did one the other day. It's, it's a huge piece. I don't ever talk about who I train, but it's a huge piece that's being shipped to Brazil and you think that's made right here in Lynchburg, right? You know, but there's a ton of talent in this town, and it's through manufacturing and hands-on skills. Yep, and that's exactly that. That's exactly right, and Very that's impressive. why we need to it's get that time for our kids. For yeah, yeah. Five and dine on the morning jam. Give her five minutes, and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and dine is brought to you. <clears throat> Sorry. Sorry, guys. Uh, Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They're located on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg, cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day, working hard to keep their prices low so you can keep your food bill in check. If you're thinking about getting a corporate uh, turkey or ham, you can call FNL, speak to Todd Ramsey directly, 434 846 7448, and they are taking those orders now. Today's recipe is one that would be great if you have an event coming up this weekend for Halloween, or you might even want to keep it in your uh, your little recipe box for Thanksgiving or Christmas. It's a cappuccino ice box cake, and it's a no-bake treat that's easy to put together, and it is super delicious. You're going to start with a small bowl combining three tablespoons of instant cappuccino mix with two tablespoons of water, and then in a large bowl, Mix your uh, whipping cream. You're going to take about two cups of whipping cream and whip that until soft peaks form. Then add in that cappuccino syrup that you've made, some Greek yogurt, vanilla extract, and some brown sugar. And then in a shallow dish or plate, you're going to blend five tablespoons of instant cappuccino mix with a fourth of a cup of warm milk. And you're just going to layer each graham cracker in that for a few seconds and then put it in the pan place the single layer of graham crackers then you're going to spoon your uh, cool whip mixture over the middle and then uh, spread that evenly put another layer of the crackers another layer of the cream mixture and then you're going to cover and chill it for at least two hours dust it with cocoa powder at the end and it's almost tiramisu like it's really delicious give it a try check out the recipe by going to facebook type in janet's five and dying you'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share brought to you by fnl market they're on memorial avenue in lynchburg start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the morning jam six to nine a.m Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the morning jam. Well, it's that time of year. Halloween is coming. Of course, it's not going to be here until Monday, but most people, I think, are going to be celebrating over the weekend, don't you think? Yeah, but apparently we can't be too scary. Right, exactly. We to, now we have to be careful. Yeah, you do have to be more careful. Yeah. Uh, apparently, there are some costumes that are being banned. <laughs> Who knew? I thought maybe it was the trashy ones that make our our 10 and 12 year olds look like hookers, but no. Right. right. Uh, ever since the release of Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, mm -hmm. viewers of the drama streaming on Netflix have been able to portray the serial killer by purchasing lookalike costumes on eBay 
and through other online marketplaces. That was until eBay banned the sale of Dahmer costumes or accessories this week as the show increasingly gains traction and Twitter users continue to react. Mm. <laughs> what? Why? Yeah. Uh, these, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's great, but it's an orange jumpsuit. It's just an, a night. It, it's a night to pretend, and it, it's yeah. You're using your imagination. Simone Biles said, "I'm just gone. Go ahead and say it. Put the Jeffrey Dahmer costume back in the closet. We ain't having it." Oh Lord! So. Can't dress up as climate change since it's the you know you blame everything on it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Well, maybe that's why people are buying them. These items are banned on eBay. They've been removed under their Violence and Violent Criminal Policy mm. Act. Would you go on there and see if you can find a Michael Myers costume? Right. I'd like to know. Yeah. Can you get that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can't be a creepy clown. How How about uh, How about the 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 one where um, the the razor blade guy? A Sweeney Ed, Todd. Yeah. Can you get a Sweeney Todd? Yeah. Or Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, can yeah. you get that? Well, he didn't on purpose kill right. people. Right, that's right. Uh, as Halloween approaches, here's a look at other costumes over the years that some retailers, and uh, now a school, I can understand why, right. you, would, why right. you would ban that. Right. I mean, basically, the Jeffrey Dahmer-inspired costume is a pair of Dwight glasses from the office and an orange jumpsuit. Yeah. So, Yeah. So Simone Biles did did say something about that, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah. All right. Squid Games costumes. Now they got banned last year, I think. That wasn't allowed. Creepy clown costumes. Wow. Too we you know it all goes back to us being too sensitive and we don't want to scare people. A part of the whole thing about Halloween is being scared. This is the one that that offends me the most. Um. World War II costumes for kids. Right. Well. So you you can't, you know, you can't dress up as a, you know, donut girl or right, a, right. or an officer, right. a soldier from World War II. Yeah. Um, they say the costume is offensive and it trivializes suffering. Mm. All righty then. Um, no culturally insensitive or controversial costumes. Right. 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 Uh, Target confirmed that um, they had apparently they had a a costume resembling clothes worn by Anne Frank, mm-hmm. and they they've uh, gotten rid of that. So, yeah, because we don't want to tell the story of Anne Frank. Mm-mm. No, no. Uh, they said that that costume was insensitive and vulgar. The sexualizing of our children is okay. Yeah, you can you can you know dress a a twelve year old in thigh highs and mm-hmm. high heels. Oh, you know you could find that. And in, oh, absolutely, in sizes for kids. Yes. Yeah. Abs- yep. That's you okay. sure can. Yeah. Uh, Yandy removed a costume that was inspired by The Handmaid's Tale. Well, that's because they've all been bought out by those idiots with Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're all wearing those now. They're buying them somewhere. Oh, this is apparently a a naughty handmaid's outfit wow yandy okay all right so there you have it folks i don't know who would want to dress up like that anyway i will tell you the mo- one of the most offensive costumes i ever saw when i first started handing out ca- halloween candy yeah this is probably i don't know i mean i was i hadn't had an apartment long this is probably 91 
maybe. Yeah. And I had a, a two-year-old come to the door with his dad dressed like Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> and I thought that was a little inappropriate. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Ho! Yeah. Hey! Yeah. Hey! Ho! Oh, he was filthy. He was filthy. He was and, funny, and but he, he was, was filthy. Well, and at first I didn't, I, I, I thought, are you Fonzie? What are you? Yeah, I don't yeah. know what you are. Yeah. But n- no. Very disrespectful to, towards women. Oh, very much very. so. Very. Wow. It well, is. Nursery yeah. rhymes. Yeah, his nursery rhymes were were not good. They were not good. No. Uh, we've been talking about the Powerball jackpot. It's up to $700 million. And uh, they were asking people in Lynchburg, what would you spend that money on if you happen to win? Most people said things like, you know, vacations, paying off bills, things like that. Uh, Jeff Anderson said, don't tell my wife that I would definitely buy a race car before I got home. Oh, and then I'd probably pay the house off and maybe a vacation. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but his first buy would be a race car. I don't even I, I don't even know what I would I think the first thing I do is get an investor and an attorney. Immediately, you know, because you're going to have people come after you. And then change your name. Change your name. Because you're going to have family members that you yeah. never even knew about. That's right. That's right. That that would probably be a really good idea to immediately change your name with that. But most people said the same things. And our listeners said the same things. Uh, They pay their bills. They give to to charities that they they like. And perhaps, you know. 700 million. You could do a lot of nice stuff for a lot of people. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, Massachusetts Animal Resource Group shared a video of a rescued uh, beaver. The rescue in uh, Chelmsford posted a video showing what rescue beaver uh, Ninny did while alone in the room that she normally shares with a roommate. As a reward for her good behavior towards her new roommate, Nimby was allowed to have the rehab room for herself for an hour while uh, Zimby enjoyed a semi-aquatic enclosure. While she was in there, Nimby started gathering sticks from the floor of the room, using them to build a barricade in the doorway. Oh, no. Apparently, she was trying to dam up the door in case (laughs) Zimby tried to come back inside. (laughs) I think that's pretty... I love a beaver, and I know they can be damaging, and that's what everybody talks about, but I love to go down to our pond, Mm -hmm. and if I get a glimpse of of the beavers built or swimming and... I love it. Yeah. I think it's so great. Yeah. But not everybody loves it. I get it. Chicago Aquarium is seeking help in naming a rescued otter. The aquarium said two otters, currently known as Otter 929 and Otter 926. Well, that's not very friendly. They were rescued at the age of two weeks. They're now choosing a name and um, the public is invited to help. The aquarium's website is currently allowing visitors to vote for one of three names. They are as follows: Sunny, Jade, and Willow. Hmm. I think I would pick probably Willow. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The uh, references are to locations in California, Sunset Beach, Jade Cove, and Willow Creek picnic area. I think Willow would be a, a nice name. Yeah. Otters are great too. Have you ever seen an otter in person? Mm, yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of them in Florida, just swimming around. Oh, they're so much fun. There is a a rescue place in Tennessee uh, that I love to go to where 
where they the the habitat really does look natural for mm-hmm. them so i kind of like to go to that but where the otters are there is an area that you can go underground and there's a glassed in section I like that. yeah and when those otters know that somebody is down there uh-huh. they are like everyone everyone places and it's like they're putting on a show yeah. and they're fast underwater they're fast Very and they're fast. funny they're, yeah. they're almost clown-like yep and the way they interact with you, yeah, uh, yeah, they're really delightful. That if I won seven hundred million, I would probably do uh, an otter experience. Your own private otter. Ex- otter I would experience. want to swim with the otters. Yes, yes, yeah. that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. Mm-hmm. Hey, tomorrow is Friday. Uh, Mark is going to come back and join us. Uh, then we'll have some Friday funnies, and that'll be yeah a fun thing to do go do what you want today whatever you want to do whether it's illegal or not blame it on climate change but you can blame it on climate change I did change that because of climate change and adopt a black cat that's only, right only if you're going to be really good to it because apparently they don't get the love we learned earlier today yeah yeah and they need love they too. do if you missed any of the show you can go to soundcloud later on this afternoon and uh and pick that up and you'll know what we're talking about with our, with our clap FBI will really. also have it yeah on their website <laughs> yeah trey you need to get busy on that all right uh guys we'll see you tomorrow looking forward to it thanks for joining us on the morning jam